The feast of the baptism of the Lord brings us to the close of the Christmas season. And I think it's, it's fitting and ever more beautiful and timely to be able to have this particular feast and to look at this particular feast through the lens and through our context of where we are living today. In the context of living in the pandemic, but also in the context of all of the political um, craziness and the social unrest that has been going on over these past several months, I think it's good for us to really take a look at what are we celebrating today? Because what we're celebrating in this baptism of the Lord isn't simply, isn't a simple reception, but it's actually of a creation. Jesus is creating in this moment in the Jordan, the sacrament of baptism. He's creating it. And what's beautiful about this baptism is that it teaches us something and it teaches us something that uh, my spiritual director reminds me often over and over again over the, over the many years we've been working together. And it teaches us that when Jesus raises out of the waters and the Holy Spirit comes down upon him, a voice is heard. This is my son. In you, I am well pleased. And in this creation of this sacrament that we celebrate, that I have received, that you have received, when we sit there and we, re we receive this sacrament, whether it's a baby that I baptize any time in this church or when it's at the Easter vigil and it's adults that is receiving this sacrament, the most beautiful part of this reality and the power of the sacrament is that just as on the day when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan and a voice in the Father spoke his being pleased of his son, so it is said from heaven every single time one of us receives the sacrament of baptism. That when the child receives the pouring of the water over, over their head, this is my son, this is my daughter. They are wiped so clean and made so perfect and they have, been, they have received the gift of divine life and of the Holy Spirit. That the Father literally says from heaven, and you, I am well pleased. I love it every time, every Easter vigil, we'll have some adults who will come through and they'll receive the sacrament of baptism. And it's fun right after the mass because it's just like, you know, you're the cleanest one in the room. And it's true. But what happens is over a period of as we get older and as we move through life, we bump up against one another. And we, in my opinion, differs from your opinion. Or my mood is not matching up with your mood. At some point in our weakness, we will fail each other and we will sin against each other. And that light that we, that we received at our baptism gets a little dimmer. We allow and we find ourselves acting more and living more comfortably in the dark rather than allowing our light shine. 
And that's where my spiritual director reminds me over and over and over again that after making a good confession, you are as made as clean as the day of your baptism. And so once again, we are able to hear that voice. You, my child, I am well pleased. Every time. And that's to what I think in our day and age where we, we need to remember, you know, what is our role? I've been reflecting a lot over this past week, especially after the events on Wednesday. And just looking at, you know, the last several months and where we've been and everything we've gone through over the years. But, you know, last Wednesday with, with the craziness at the, at the Capitol, and just seeing, you know, everything was going on and listening to what was happening in reaction to what was going on, you know, depending on which news network you, you listen to, there was this claiming of like, yeah, well, this is, this is an, a righteous anger. This is a righteous anger that we're seeing here. And I can remember very clearly during the civil unrest that was going on due to racism and the need for police reform and all those things, again, depending on which news agency you were listening to, you heard also, this is a righteous anger. What was one of the favorite telling lines? No justice, no peace. And it's almost as if we can, we can sit there and, you know, engage and grab that justice through this anger. And I would like to just simply use God's word, not mine, to say clearly, that would not be God's path. And although society and the evil one have given us a green light to stay angry, God has not. He has not. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. See, I can't engage all of society. A couple of times I've engaged social media with my call for prayer, my call for, you know, for rational thought and things, only to have some of my good friends, not really real good friends, just my thousands of personal buddies on Facebook, rip back into me about prayer is not enough. We must act. You must remain angry. Well, I don't know about you, 
I get angry. And I can tell you exactly what anger brings me. Every time I you know, try to engage in my righteous or self-justified anger, you know, because at some point somebody's going to give me a reason that's understandable to be angry. You know what my anger going and trying to make things right sometimes can do? Send a parishioner to a different parish. My anger, I'm sure, over my 16 years of priesthood has probably given some parishioner the permission to leave the practice of the faith altogether. Now, I can find and say that in some level, the very fact that we've been separated from each other has brought me a certain level of peace. Is that truly the peace that God is looking for? Is that the justice he wants done? God does want us to be a part of his work for justice. He has called us for victory for this justice. But he has called us to be justice in the fact that we are going to not continue spreading or engaging the darkness by being dark. But I remind you of the words of baptism when our parents and godparents receive the light of Christ on our behalf. This light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly so that your child enlightened by Christ may walk always as a child of the light and persevering in faith may run to meet the Lord when he comes with all the saints in the heavenly court. We have received the light of Christ to be light. And so as we engage these days and these times and the temptation may be great for us to continue in our, in our righteous anger. I just thinking back all the years of my pastoral council, I can't remember one time, not one time where I've sat there, I've, I've understood people's anger. I've understood it. Absolutely. I've even found it justified. But I've never once have I ever told somebody, you should stay angry. You should stay there. Because it's not healthy. And I was praying this past Wednesday for our school children. I prayed the mass for peace and justice. And the colic for that mass was quite telling. O oh God of peace, who are peace itself, and whom a spirit of discord cannot grasp, nor a violent mind receive. Grant that those who are one in heart may persevere in what is good, 
and that those in conflict may forget evil and so be healed. As I said, there is not a whole lot I can do about the greater bit of society's discomfort, anger, and rage. But I have this microphone that I can at least make an appeal to you, the parishioners of St. Pius X, that on the day of our baptism, we receive the light of Christ. That light is what is to be burning brightly. We are called to work for justice, but not with violent minds or angry tones, screaming out and pulling people down. We are called to truly have live lives that work towards communion, the very communion that God reached out to give to us. And as we find ourselves moving and going forward into ordinary time in these very unordinary um, situations, I simply pray that if your life has been touched and set aflame with this anger and rage, I simply invite you to go and be reconciled. Make a good confession. Hear the Lord once again saying from heaven, you are my son, you are my daughter, and in you I am well pleased. Let's live lives pleasing to the Lord. And let's not allow the noise and the negative energy to pull us in being anything other than the child that was spoken in this world to bring peace. For without God, peace is not possible.